0: here. Hello my freedom writers. See what I did there? Okay. If you were looking for a space to talk about all things poetry, you are in the right place. I hope you got some rest and are feeling rejuvenated today. Let's get into this art. I'm your host Larissa Denise. And it's my job this season to tell you all about poets and poems that will help you fall in love with poetry, just like I did back in high school. Poetry is an amazing art form, and no one does it better than Black, Brown, and Indigenous artists. We speak, and our voices don't tremble. We bear the scars, but we are becoming whole. We are disparate and far away people, but are one familia, one hood, one tribe, one people. I love y'all. Okay, so this week I'm talking about something that hits home for me so deep, and that is adulting. So scary, so unpredictable, so unprecedented. It's honestly a scam that we have to be adults, like, for the rest of our lives now. It's... (laughs) It's so hard to measure whether you are grown up. When I was younger, I used to think the epitome of adulthood or maturity was literally just having a car. And it wasn't even the fact of having a car. It was just if you had some keys to dangle around the hallway, if you could get on the road by yourself and hypothetically drive and be and do whatever you wanted, you must be an adult. I can't be doing all that. You is free. And then when I became a college student living in the dorms with nine other women for breezing the hallway whenever my roommate smoked and hyperventilating whenever I nearly missed the closing time for the cafeteria, living in an apartment was then the epitome of adulthood. You mean anyone can be in your room? You can buy all the groceries you want. You can play music whenever. You have a full-size kitchen? A stove? You can bake things, you can play music whenever, you have a full-size kitchen. Ugh, peak of maturation. Then, after that, I was convinced. Adulthood is when you graduate from school and get, like, you know, an actual big girl job. You aren't worried about grades, no more late-night studying, no tests to pass or fail, just stacking cash and living life, right? Yeah, needless to say, I woke up and (laughs) realized that none of those things can really help you understand when you have matured or when you've grown up. Um, And I actually don't even consider getting this doctoral degree to be a huge marker of adulthood. You can still be a child, surely. Um, But I definitely consider this degree to be a full-time job because they're paying me and my annual reviews are just the same based on my performance. So yeah, that's another story. Uh, Regardless, it's just so hard to pin down what is grown mean for so many people because it's very broad. Obviously contextual, and to some degree, you have to be the one to define your own growth. Only you know how childish you used to be. Only you know how much your posture has changed, how much your bank account has changed. Only you know how much your mindset has changed. So you are the only one who can anticipate how you have changed in the past and how that will affect how you behave in the future. So the moral of the story is you will lose every time you try to measure your growth based on other people's goalposts. They are not living your life, boo. You are. So I am so excited to share a piece from a truly iconic woman whose poetry has actually been featured in our bonus episode if you listen to that. If you didn't go back and listen, um but truly, honestly, she is the black lesbian mother warrior poet herself, Audre Lorde. So, Audre Lorde is honestly a legend. She's a matriarch of poetry, writing and theorization in general. She is the author of some of your favorites, The First Cities, Coal, The Black Unicorn, Sister Outsider, Our Dead Behind Us, From a Land Where Other People Live, and so, so, so many more. She was a pioneer in amplifying Black queer voices and those of Black queer women in particular throughout her work. She has degrees from Hunter College and Columbia University in her hometown, New York City. Fun fact, she was a librarian for seven years in New York public schools. So Shorty was reading for real, for real. You know, she was reading. She was a trailblazer in every sense of the word. She literally became the poet laureate of New York while fighting breast cancer. If you've never read her, you are seriously slacking on your classics, but that's what I'm here for. So look up her work. And her daughter also has an amazing story becoming a doctor herself and also surviving breast cancer. I cannot even imagine what it would be like to be an artist and to follow so closely to your mother's story in this way. That, I mean... Yeah, just just look up her story. Audre Lorde is an amazing, amazing person to investigate and to use as a muse. So I'm going to be reading a poem that I really love from her titled, A Litany for Survival. For those of us who live at the shoreline, standing upon the constant edges of decision, crucial and alone... For those of us who cannot indulge the passing dreams of choice, who love in doorways coming and going in the hours between dawns, looking inward and outward at once before and after, seeking a now that can breed futures like bread in our children's mouths so their dreams will not reflect the death of ours. For those of us who were imprinted with fear like a faint line in the center of our foreheads, learning to be afraid with our mother's milk, for by this weapon, this illusion of some safety to be found, the heavy-footed hope to silence us. For all of us, this instance and this triumph, we were never meant to survive. And when the sun rises, we are afraid it might not remain. When the sun sets, we are afraid it might not rise in the morning. When our stomachs are full, we are afraid of indigestion. When our stomachs are empty, we are afraid we may never eat again. When we are loved, we are afraid love will vanish. When we are alone, we are afraid love will never return. And when we speak... We are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak, remembering we were never meant to survive. Oh, man. Doesn't uh, she just writes with so much sincerity that it literally feels like we are listening to her recite a speech specifically for young people. Like this is ultimate, baby, this is what you need to live a good life kind of poem. It's so true. It's bold. It's unforgiving. It's paradoxical. And it's honest. We were never meant to survive. It's the truth, and yet it's not true, right? Like, it's brilliant. It's such a good way to draw the rhetorical chronology of our existence. Born to die, yet living is accomplished by conquering the fear of death itself. Deep, deep. I know. Okay. So let me help you reflect on this piece for your personal writing time. This is. Th- these are just a few of the questions that come to mind for me. How would you interpret your decision-making skills? Do you have choices in your life? Why or why not? When have you experienced a fading or passing love? How did you attempt to capture it? What would your future look like if you explored your dreams? What dream might your parents have had that died with you? What made you fearless as a child? What were you afraid of as a child? What peace can you find in mortality? What makes it chaos? When is the last time you received a blessing with open arms before fearing you will lose it? What were you born to do? lots to chew on. Oh my goodness. If you liked this piece of hers, I promise you will enjoy so much more of her work. I have to say this is one of my favorite poems now. Um, Each time I read it, I see something different. A lot of emotions rise for me, and I hope you have been inspired today to not be afraid, to know we were never meant to survive, to think deeply about poetry and art and life and adulting and all of the things it's just a great poem please read more of Audrey please 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 so this is what I want you to do this is what I need you to do first of all put your phone down as a matter of fact turn it off sit down somewhere with a drink pick up the pen and keep writing did you hear me I said put it down TikTok will be there in the morning. Reflect on your time, y'all. Don't let a screen steal you away from your time alone. I promise it will never satisfy. You'll always want to scroll again and again. Okay, moving along, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. But before you go, this poem is titled, Sicily. Sicily, we blood, we daughters like the inevitability of the moon or a wave pulling sand into galaxies. Our hands have folded towels over cousin's house, cheated at hide-and-seek, scraped knees on the curb and catapulted our ankles into scooter wheels, told secrets under bedsheets, and loved a man and loved a man and loved a man. We sisters like lying to Papa about where you been, or running a hot comb through a dry scalp, waiting by his locker to see if he'll notice, using code names to gossip with the girls, or trapping him with the group project, and a broken heart, and a broken heart, and a broken heart. We mothers like, watch out for your brother, watch out for your cousin, Watch out for the smallest, the cutest, the shyest, the most likely to get lost, the outcast, the brat, the outsider, the boring, the extroverted. And no one watches us. And no one watches us. We grow wisdom from ashes like one eighth of a mustard seed. Wrapped in sackcloth on a cold night, asking God to make us moons and diamonds make us oils and candles, make us lost and small. We carry truth like genetic code and peppermints at the bottom of a purse, creating stardust with pure ideas and crystals on our neck and scripture on our lips. We ask Maya and Tony and Esther and Mary and Nina and Coretta and Gwendolyn and them, We smack our lips at the dinner table, full-bellied women we, outliving our men as God would have it to be. We sit in cherry wood rockers and let our hair grow long. We dazzle the keys and break out in song. We carry earth with us in our lipstick tube, blood red, orange, autumn, gold, It glides over our plump brown lips like a nickel rolling down a hill. Priceless lips who kiss death like an old friend. Welcome to eternity. Thank y'all so much for being here. If you want to find all of our information about what happened this week, what I'm still thinking about, what I'm reflecting on, head on over to our Instagram page at Poetry is Freedom. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Poetry is Free Pod. If you want to follow me, your host, Larissa Denise, on my personal Twitter account, you can find me at say Larissa Denise. That is S-A-Y-L-A-R-I-S-A-D-E-N-I-S-E. If you want to find where I got my poetry, can I read it again? Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. Go ahead and head over to PoetriesFreedom.com. And, of course, please leave a review if you loved it, if you hated it. Tell me why. I would love to hear all of your thoughts, suggestions, and comments. Y'all have a great day.